What is up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast, the fitness podcast for you, by you. I'm your host, as always, Mark Torres. Today is episode four, and it's part two of how to combat bored eating, and I'm gonna finish up answering your questions from last week. Today is Monday, March 30th. We are in day, I don't know what, of shut in, lockdown, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. We're technically in none of those, but uh, a lot of places have closed. Um, social distancing, let's say. Uh, I think it's been two full weeks since I've worked or going into week three, I guess. Does that make it day 14, I guess? I don't know. Um, I've lost all sense of time, all track of time. Um, it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight, so hopefully you guys are out there thriving, living your best lives as much as you possibly can by being at home. For those of you who are not working, and for those of you who are working, hopefully you're out there staying safe, being mindful of your germs and other people's germs, and all that fun stuff. You know the gist, I don't have to go through it. This is obviously part two of a two-part episode. Um, so last week I wrote an article on mtefit.com called Corona Diet, How to Combat Bored Eating. Um, so last week's episode, there's eight tips, um, eight tips in that uh, article, right? So last week I went through tips one through four, and in today's episode I'm gonna go through tips five through eight. So if you haven't heard or watched the last episode, definitely go back and check that out. Um, that way you get all the eight tips, or you can go and read the article on mtefit.com. Um, if you want all the eight tips in one shot, you don't wanna listen to my voice. Um, I don't blame you, right? So definitely go check that out, read the article. Uh, however you want to go about doing it um, and I would like to say that before I get into the tips for today's episode I saw a post it wasn't a post that I saw personally it was a post that was posted in a Facebook group a fitness Facebook group that I'm a part of and the post was somebody I don't know who this person is I don't know who they were talking about but they were reprimanding the fitness industry as a whole for being tone deaf for being insensitive to people who potentially have lost their jobs, people who potentially don't have the means to buy food, people who are struggling, they don't know where their next paycheck is coming. Um, and like I said, I don't know who this person is, so they weren't talking about me, they weren't talking about anybody that I know personally, I don't think. Um, but if there's anybody that does follow me, does listen to this podcast, that does in some way, shape, or form feel that way, I would like to say first and foremost, I get it, right? I understand millions of people millions of people myself included have lost their jobs and have put you know some of you guys are in a really shitty situation where you don't know where your next paycheck is coming you maybe are tight on a budget now um you know your spending habits have to change for the time being um and i totally get that right and i encourage you more than anything more so than anything that i say to do what you think is best for yourself for your family for your well-being for your, you know, your physical health, your mental health, whatever the case may be. And if that means not consuming fitness content anymore, then hell yeah, brother, do what you gotta do. Um, but always keep in mind that much like mother nature, health and fitness, health and wellness does not stop for anybody. So of course, if you're in a situation where you're really, really, really struggling and you're in a really, really bad spot, then fitness is not gonna be in the forefront of your mind. And I get that, right? And odds are that you're not to the point where you have listened to this podcast or been on my Instagram to even see this. I doubt, you know, people that are in a really, really bad situation are, are even going to get to this point. So, um, but if you're in a situation where maybe you're living suboptimally um, and you don't have the means to spend how you were spending before, eat the things that you were eating before, 
you've got to make different choices. You've got to make maybe unhealthier, uh, maybe more unhealthy choices than you normally would. Um, you know, fitness doesn't stop. You know, just because fitness is not in the forefront of your mind doesn't mean it's not important. Um, you just might have to adjust the way you go about doing it. Um, so, you know, always keep that in the back of your mind, right? Just because it's not in the forefront of your mind, um, it is still going to be important in your life. Um, and fitness can still be relevant to you despite your situation. Um, you know, but, you know, take it as you may. Do what you think is necessary for you. Um, and just because I say something on this podcast, on my YouTube channel, on Instagram, in person, does not make it gospel, right? You listening to this podcast does not make you legally obligated to do the things that I say. And that's the beautiful thing about human nature is the ability to process information and make an educated decision for yourself. So even um, people that just don't agree with my logic or don't agree with the things that I say, you don't got to do it, right? That's the awesome thing about um, being able to make your own decision. So um, consume this content if you want. If this interests you, if this is something that you think could help you um, in your life, then consume this content. But otherwise, you know, there's a million and a half other podcasts out there. So don't feel obligated um, to do the things that I say if you don't think uh, that's going to be what's best for you in your life. So um, hopefully that clears up. Um, not that I think any of you guys think that way uh, or have said anything to me, but you know, if you were kind of on the edge um, as to thinking, why is fitness important now? Like we're in this global pandemic, um, you know, fitness doesn't stop for anybody. So if you want to continue to consume fitness content, by all means, if not, by all means, right? No harm, no foul. But anyways, enough yipper yapperin'. Uh, let's get into it. Tip number five, Corona diet, how to combat board eating, mtfit.com. Tip number five, slow down. Literally, slow down, right? So um, scientists say that from the time you start eating to the time that your stomach is able to send a signal that you're full is about 20 minutes, right? Now think about how often you sit down with a plate of food and eat it for 20 minutes, right? I am a human vacuum cleaner. I'm the kind of person that you set down a food, a plate of food in front of me, it's there one second and gone the next, right? I'm sure a lot of you guys are probably like that. Even the slower eaters out there, how often do you find yourself eating a plate of food for 20 minutes? I would venture to say probably not a lot of you, right? 10, 15 minutes max. Um, so obviously, that being said, science is saying that it takes 20 minutes from the time you start eating to the time your stomach is able to say, all right, we're full. So a lot of you guys, myself included, myself especially, are surpassing uh, maybe the point of not no longer being hungry by a lot because you are not giving your body time to send that signal, right? So we're surpassing the amount that we probably need to eat. Um, and that's why sometimes if you go to uh, a restaurant and you have lots of food, you leave there and you have to unbutton your unbutton your pants because you ate so much and you have to take a nap, right? You are overstuffed because you um, you surpassed the, the time frame that it takes for your body to say, all right, we're good. Um, you surpassed that by a lot, right? 20 minutes, if you're eating in less than 20 minutes, you're surpassing that, um, your stomach's ability to send that signal out. So um, slowing down, I'm not saying slow down in 20 minutes. That's a, that's a big stretch for a lot of people, right? If you're sitting down with a plate for 15 minutes anyways, um, I would venture to say that you eat just less in general than somebody like me uh, who eats very, very quickly, right? So um, everybody, if they could slow down even a little bit in their consumption of food, will probably uh, stand to save a few calories here and there uh, with every meal that they eat. So um, 
you know, in college we did this experiment where I don't remember if it was a piece of popcorn or a piece of, uh, or a pretzel or things of that nature, but we had to keep one piece of food in our mouth for one minute, right? So imagine having one pretzel in your mouth for one minute. It's, it's asinine, right? Like it's insane. Um, and the professor was like, make sure you feel every part of the pretzel, make sure you taste all the taste, the salt, um, you know, whatever, whatever else is in the pretzel or the popcorn, whatever it was, I forget. Um, and make sure you savor that piece of food for one minute straight, right? Uh, obviously, if you were to do that, um, first of all, it's very boring. You're just playing with the same piece of food in your mouth for a minute straight. Um, but, you know, imagine how much less you would eat if you really ate that slowly, which nobody's actually going to eat that slowly. But uh, imagine if you slow down a little bit, it could potentially save you calories in the long run um, and help you make progress. So tip number five slow down tip number six uh drink lots of water um obviously there's tons of health benefits to water um i don't have to try to convince you to drink water you've been told that since the dawn of time right everybody says drink water but in terms of bored eating what water can do is uh your stomach has multiple ways of sending out signals that you're full right there's ghrelin and leptin which are two hormones um, leptin is your let's stop eating hormone and ghrelin is your let's eat more hormone um, <clears throat> and depending on uh, the contents of your stomach depending on um, you know what's going on inside of you your body will send more of one than the other right so leptin is like all right we need to stop eating but then I was getting into a wormhole people can be leptin suppressant um, and they will uh, suppress the the urges that come with leptin, right? Leptin says stop eating, but if you're leptin suppressant, you're gonna eat regardless. Um, but that's getting way, way into a different rabbit hole, right? But um, ghrelin is the eat more. Um, and like when your stomach is empty, your stomach releases ghrelin, right? Your ghrelin, uh, your body wants to eat. Your stomach's empty, let's eat. We're hungry, right? So um, <laughs> that is the main way that your body produces hunger or not hunger sensations. And another part of that is literally a stretch reflex. So um, the content of your stomach, if you have a lot of stuff in your stomach, will say, all right, we're probably full, right? To the point where it's stretching, we're full. We don't need any more down here. Uh, you know, do something else, right? You know, we don't need any more food. Um, so if you feel like you're hungry and you feel like you've been eating, you've been bored eating all day, um, and you have this sense of hunger again, slam some water, right? Um, what that water will do is it'll hopefully take up space in your stomach uh, and it will maybe be enough to stimulate that stretch reflex uh, and send a signal like all right we're good even if you haven't eaten anything you haven't consumed any calories you're consuming zero calories with water um, but your body says all right we're good we're full down here now you just pushed off the consumption of calories till later on in the day and even if you do drink water, hopefully it takes up enough space that when you eventually do end up eating, you eat less than you would have uh, otherwise on a completely empty stomach. Um, so not a foolproof plan, of course, um, but definitely if water can take up some of that space and you're gonna save calories in the long run, that'll be also super helpful um, for trying to combat bored eating a little bit, right? If you feel like you're hungry, drink some water, wait a few minutes, wait 20 minutes, reassess if you're still hungry then you know go about your day right so tip number six drink lots of water tip number seven eat when you're hungry and this kind of goes in line with tip number six it kind of goes in line with all of them if we're being honest 
goes in line with being mindful, which is tip number one or tip number two. Um, eat when you're hungry, right? So a lot of times, um, you know, you think you're hungry, but you don't know if it's actual hunger or bored hunger, right? Your body can very easily trick you into thinking, all right, we're hungry now. Um, but I think one of the most foolproof way of thinking about doing this is if you think you're hungry, uh, ask yourself, am I hungry enough that if the only thing that I had to eat was my least favorite food on the world, would I still eat it, right? If the answer is yes, right? If your least favorite food in the world is Brussels sprouts and you ask yourself, am I hungry enough to eat Brussels sprouts? And the answer is yes, and you're probably hungry. If the answer is no, you're probably not hungry. You're probably convincing yourself that you're hungry because you want to eat something, because you want to board eat, because you have nothing else to do, and uh, you've got cookies in your pantry that look really good. Um, but if you're not hungry enough to eat Brussels sprouts or whatever your least favorite food is, um, then odds are you don't need to consume those calories in that moment. Um, so asking yourself if you're hungry, also being mindful, which is tip number two, um, can go a long ways to uh, saving calories in the long run. And this is what it's all about. Saving calories in the long run is what's going to help you make progress or uh, prevent a backslide into um, losing progress. We'll say that. So tip number seven, eat when you're hungry. And last but not least, tip number eight, fill your time. And I think um, in the article I write about Batman, it might be the single most greatest piece of literature I've ever written about in my entire life. Like legit, right? It might be the best piece of literature on the planet. So if you haven't read the article, read at least that part. If you're not going to read the whole thing, scroll all the way down so you see the picture of Batman and read that part right there because it's amazing. Um, but I think that the best friend of board eating is time, right? If you have lots and lots of time, you have lots of lots of opportunities to board eat. And I think that that's why this is such a relevant option now because people have you know, excessive amounts of time that they didn't have before, right? Before you were working, you would go to the gym, work out, you would hang out with your friends. Now all that's been taken away from us, you're stuck at home watching TV, right? And having all that time is just more opportunity for you to board eat. So if you're able to fill your time with something, um, then maybe you are taking away opportunities to eat bored, right? So um, whatever you wanna do to fill that time, by all means, go for it. Pick a new hobby, find a video game, read a book, whatever the case may be. As long as you're not eating while you're doing those things, you're lessening the chances that you're gonna board eat throughout the day. So um, the kryptonite of board eating is filling your time. So uh, the more you can fill your time with stuff throughout the day, if you're stuck at home, not working, the less opportunities you have to board eat. So that about wraps up board eating, how to combat board eating. So last week was tips one through four. Uh, this week was tips five through eight. Five through eight were um, slow down your eating, drink lots of water, eat when you're hungry, and fill your time. That about wraps up that article. Um, I've got a few Q&A questions left that I didn't get to last week. I'll finish those up in this uh, in this last part of the of the podcast. Next week's episode, super exciting. Next week's episode is going to be a full-on episode of one of the questions that I asked, that was asked last week, um, which is a relationship between can you primarily bulk and cut at the same time. So I'll make a full episode on that. That'll be episode five. Super excited for that one. Definitely be on the lookout for that one, right? But anyways, questions. Uh, I don't have my notebook. It's downstairs. 
I'm already too deep into this, so I'm not gonna get it, so I'm gonna freehand it. So if I forget your question, I'll do it next week. I'll try to remember all of them. I think I've got them all. Question number one was cardio tips for small spaces. And in parentheses, they wrote not effing jumping jacks, which I don't know what they have against jumping jacks. Jumping jacks are lots of fun, right? Um, but great question, cardio for small spaces. Some of you guys are at home. First and foremost, outside, fantastic option, right? If you can get outside, weather permitting, um, environment permitting, right? If you're a person who lives in a big city, it's gonna be a lot harder to social distance if you go outside and there's people outside all the time. But if you live in a more quiet area, you can go outside um, and have your space, um, go for a walk, go for a run, go for a bike ride, um, go skateboarding, go longboarding, whatever the case may be, get outside as much as you can. It's going to help you remain sane, see some grass uh, or see some snow, see some whatever, uh, whatever your temperature is like, whatever your climate's like, wherever you're living. Um, definitely go outside, right? As much as you can, as much as you feel like you want to, right? That's definitely an option for you. But if you're stuck inside for any reason, particular reason, I don't know that there's any single move that's gonna be cardio per se, right? Um, you know, unlike getting on a treadmill or an elliptical, something that you can do for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, um, there's not a single move that you'll probably, you can do technically, but you're not gonna wanna do it for that much time that's gonna produce the amount of cardio that you would otherwise, but something like a jump rope, um, burpees are lots of fun, um, some people hate burpees, um, bear crawls, um, you know, but those are single exercises. I don't know that you'd want to do that for a long period of time for cardio. Um, probably the best form of cardio is gonna be a circuit of any sort, and there's different ways to set up circuits, right? You can pick three of your favorite exercises. Let's go squat, push-up, uh, burpee, right? Let's say I'm gonna do 10 reps of each. I'm gonna do it for five rounds, right? And try to go through that as quickly as possible. Um, you can time yourself, you can not time yourself, you can try to do more reps next time. You can try to do an AMRAP, as many reps as possible, set a timer for 10 minutes and go through those three exercises as much as you can and count your reps. Um, try to improve on that going into the future. Don't do it every day, but maybe the following week or maybe a few days later, you do the same thing again, see if you can improve on it. Um, any way to do a circuit, just pick your favorite exercise, even if it's not a traditional cardio exercise, even if it's a strength exercise, doing it quickly, reducing rest times, um, and going through it as a cycle is gonna be super, super important um, and super convenient and easy way to get in some increased heart rate activities, um, cardio, um, as opposed to just doing jumping jacks. So um, circuits, I'm a big, big fan of circuits. Um, I usually have clients do circuits at the end of their workout anyways as a little finisher burnout. Um, so really good option, circuit, if you wanna do cardio at home. Question number two, is tomato a vegetable or a fruit? Neither, because tomatoes are trash. Um, yeah, that's about it. Question number three, if I could only train one body part for the rest of my life, what would it be? The obvious answer is arms, because um, that's really the only thing that anybody cares about is biceps. Uh, um, no, but in reality, it would probably be, um, my initial instinct is to say legs, because there's a lot of fun things that you can do with legs, but I would get sick of legs probably pretty quickly. I would say, realistically, I would say back, um, just because there's a lot of variety you can do with back stuff. 
um, in terms of like, you can deadlift, you can pull ups, you can do rows, um, and a lot of it is also biceps. So you always gotta you always gotta think about the biceps, regardless of how you go about doing it. You gotta think about the biceps. So I would pick back day. Question number four we're on, I think. Um, I think was how do I look like Ronnie Coleman and also run a sub eight minute mile? I think it was. Um, and I think that if I remember correctly, Ronnie Coleman does a lot of cardio in that documentary of his like he's like does hours and hours and hours of cardio granted it's slow uh it's less right it's low impact steady state cardio right it's slow cardio he's probably i think he's walking the whole time um and imagine ronnie coleman as a cop trying to chase you he probably wasn't very fast but i would still venture to say that ronnie coleman did a lot more cardio than a lot of just normal people go go about doing um so i would say that best way to go about doing it is to first and foremost look like ronnie coleman get to the point of looking like ronnie coleman um squat 800 pounds even if it destroys your knees um and then work on running after the fact so uh i don't think i don't know if it's physically possible to be ronnie coleman size and run a sub eight minute mile Maybe it's happened before. Maybe I'm not aware of it. I don't, you know, I apologize for not being super um, knowledgeable about the big man running community. So um, it's possible that people have done it before and I just don't know. But I, I would reckon it's very hard. I would say start off looking like Ronnie Coleman first. Um, and I think if you yell while you're running, uh, you know, lightweight baby, um, maybe that helps out. Um, so, yeah, let's go with that. And I think the last question that I can remember, um, I'm sure I'll go to my notebook and realize that I missed some. Um, but the last question was, how do you go about, or you know, what are my feelings on alcohol consumption during the quarantine? Um, and I think the biggest thing um, when it comes to alcohol consumption is it's very easy to overconsume liquid calories, um, especially if you are a beer drinker, right? most beers are usually about 100 calories a pop um so imagine you know you drink 10 beers in a day which obviously you probably are drinking maybe more than that you know that's already 1000 calories there probably more depending on what kind of beer you're drinking um you know even the lightest beers are still about 100 calories so the majority of them are more than that so let's say you're just averaging a thousand calories in just beer itself um you know it doesn't leave very much room for food in terms of if you want to continue to make progress so uh, i would say the biggest issue with alcohol is the overconsumption of liquid calories so my suggestion would be um the genesee brewery in rochester new york makes this orange can it's uh it's a, a malt uh it might be a high gravity malt liquor it's technically a beer i think i don't know um comes in an orange can find them at Wegmans they're called dog bites right eight percent alcohol you drink one of those you're good for the day right I don't know how many calories are in it but probably less than a thousand so uh, professional opinion drink uh, uh, a high high alcoholic content uh, beverage um, and hopefully you kind of uh, black out from there and don't consume any more calories going into the future obviously being sarcastic when I say that but um, you know in all reality 
overconsumption of liquid calories is a very real thing. So like I said, do as you seem fit. Do as if you want to drink, drink, right? But I would say in terms of if you want to make progress, try not to overconsume liquid calories. Um, super important. Uh, if you want to get into some dog bites, I'm telling you right now, you've been warned, right? It's not a fun time. Um, but that, I think that about wraps up today's episode. I'm going on 25 minutes. So this is the longest one so far. Um, hopefully you guys found some stuff in here that was useful to you. Um, the eight tips on how to combat bored eating between parts one and two um, Q&As. If you have more questions, send them my way. Um, like I said, next week's episode is going to be a full um, full-fledged explanation of one of the co- one of the questions that I was asked last week. So I'm really excited for that episode. Um, if you have more questions, send them my way. Instagram, Facebook, email, made to excel fitness at gmail.com. Um, I think that about wraps up today's episode. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, subscribe to the show. Continue listening. Share it with your friends. I appreciate you all. I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.